1: we love to overthink introverts you know very much in our heads and think and then overthink and then think some more i came from a corporate job where i had to make lots of decisions in a very short space of time decision fatigue is real and i see it with entrepreneurs over and over again if they haven't got a strategy down and they just turn up online like oh what should i market today they don't market anything
2: it's a wonderful chaos and glorious, solo
1: or
0: tandem. We work to find rest, we fight to find peace. Both head and the heart, like you left you and
2: What are we doing here? You mean listening to
0: this show? Where well, the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healed.
2: And the atheists pray?
0: It's a wonderful chaos, we like it that
2: way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, So today we have Emma-Louise.
0: Emma-Louise. Emma-Louise Parks. you got to finish your last name because her first name is Emma-Louise. Bravo. And we're going to talk to her about ambitious introverts. introverts. In business. Ambitious (laughs) introverts. And I caught Emma-Louise on uh, one of the Facebook
2: groups. Of course you did. You stalk her. Yep. And... So, So let me just clear that up. Andy books the shows in general. I do like 2%. He does the other 98%. Yeah. And... He'll find interesting people who make a post. He feels into it, and then he texts them, hey, do you want to be on a podcast? And, and then one out
0: of every three say, hey, that sounds good. Yeah. And then the other 66% have common sense. So Emma certainly has not seen the show because she'd say, oh, my God, where am I getting myself into? Um, but what I, what I like, whenever I look at a post or anything, there will be something that's triggered in me. And, and I know when there's a story that gets me interested and I've dealt with in a, my coaching practices for many years, people who are more introvert by nature, and then they have to do entrepreneurial things, which is often in conflict with part of being an introvert.
2: Get on a podcast, do a video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, things
0: that you wouldn't necessarily do if you were trying to be some, an entrepreneur in this case, or a business savvy individual. Mm. So, um, so what was nice is that Emma Louise uh, pre coming on the, we talked and she of course said, you know, like as we all do, we go into a practice. So she went into coaching and, and she said, well, there's a niche here, which I'm ideally suited for. So she didn't go for the broad life coach, Thing She said, no, no, I'm really going to specialize on introverts trying to make it in business, which I thought was really quite sweet because, as we all know, if you pick a niche, then people that have that and can resonate with it will be far more likely to come to you. Yeah. So she did that 18 months ago. And uh, and yeah, now we have an opportunity to discuss it. I mean, before we get on, you know, you, you said that you found yourself to be an introvert.
2: Yeah. Like growing up, I was pretty pretty much in myself. Yeah. And during my drug addiction, that took me in deeper. Yeah. And I was very happy there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I thought, and it took me a long time to break. Like I I was watching my thoughts on how I I was um, not including myself in the world. Uh And as I was becoming aware of the thoughts that prevented me from going up and stepping out into the world, I would overwrite the thoughts and I would push myself into pretty much uncomfortable situations to experience the world in a different way, I would say.
1: So,
0: but, so but we, help me understand so, that. Would that be under the influence of drugs or, Oh, this was after the drug, addiction. after the drug addiction. Definitely. So you're saying you got through the drugs. Would you also say that in a weird way, you pushed yourself to feel the high of living? Would that be something you'd say, or was it different than that?
2: I need, I need to sit with that one. Oh, okay. I didn't think about it. Uh, I mean, remember uh, uh, beginning of COVID. I also did my own kind of podcast where I would sit, yeah, looking at the camera for a whole hour in yeah. silence, and sometimes I would cry, sometimes I would laugh, um, and it was just an experiment, yeah, to see what, what comes up. What comes up yeah. if I allow myself to be in front of a camera live, mm. and and not bring anything of myself. So it was kind of like an hour of meditation. People wow. that would tune in would be like, oh, I really relaxed witnessing you.
0: Yeah, but other so, people got really crazy with it because they were thinking, what is he doing? <laughs> it was really quite, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. And it confused some people, I noticed. But and I it think, was more for myself, too.
2: Yeah, so that was part of
0: the experiment, actually. Yeah, it was great. One of the things she mentioned went before where she says there's a lot of myths about introverts and that introverts are also misunderstood. Mm. So it will be really nice to get a little bit of her thoughts on those. I can't say I'm one or the other. I mean, if you see me, I feel gregarious, but I could spend a week alone without talking to anyone and I'd be really happy. Mm. So in in a way, I come out and we do the show and I'll be talkative. So I feel very I can engage in public, but I also feel like I need a, a week to be alone afterwards sometimes just to decompress. Nice. So I, I, I'm sure Emma-Louise can help us, you know, unpack that as well. Yeah. So I say we bring her on.
1: Hello. Hello Hi. I really,
2: like, I really like your microphone.
0: Yeah. That's Thank a serious you. microphone.
1: I feel a bit like I'm hiding behind it. I was going to
0: say, I feel kind of inadequate if I see the size of that thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, really, you really have to go and say things like that on the show. <laughs> or fa- like... We're going to get the hate messages uh, later. <laughs> oh, funny. Is that actually
1: taking the clothes off?
2: Yeah. 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 That's it.
0: We might unrobe during the show because we have this thing about being completely authentic and raw in our vulnerability.
2: Yeah. And, and I think the intention behind that is a celebration of humanity yeah. as opposed to trying to provoke or trigger yeah. or, or get an emotion out of someone.
0: Yeah, I think in a way, at some point in anyone's life, you've gone through enough things that you do realize that there's a show. People present themselves in a certain way because they realize that society has certain expectations. And therefore, if we don't satisfy that expectation, we don't get the benefits of whatever society normally gives. So if you're a coach and you don't look the part, then what happens is some people would say, well, they're not really a coach and that kind of thing yeah so Emma Louise, help us understand an introvert. What are the biggest
2: misconceptions of an introvert Be- before we do that before we do how that do you, how do you define an introvert yeah
1: Oh, interesting. So I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions is that people define it incorrectly because they'll say, oh, it's someone that's shy or they're underconfident or they're antisocial is another one. They don't like Mm -hmm. people. Um, But in fact, it just is all about how someone likes to recharge. So you're saying you can be around people, you can be quite gregarious, but then you need that downtime to recharge again and replenish from it. So- Really, if we go through the proper term, you probably are introverted. An extrovert gets their energy from other people. So they're the people that at the end of a hard week are like, I need to be around people. I need to be at the bar. I need to be at the party. You know, I'm getting life from being around all these people. The introvert's more like, it's the end of the week and I'm tired. And actually, I just want to go and I want some quiet and some, you know, peace and quiet on my own. And then I'll feel like back to myself.
2: Uh, that's pretty interesting because I'm having images in my brain as I hear you speak. Yeah, I saw like five people as you talked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never associate someone going to the bar after a long week as an extrovert. I associate it more with especially people that are not so comfortable. Let's say I'm projecting now. and mm-hmm. Let me own it. Okay. People that are not so comfortable in their five to seven work week. At the end of it, it's so like tension in the body that it's like a way to release the tension it's not it's not like they'll go out without the influence of alcohol and hey i'm extrovert and i don't need anything to impact me they'll take something in order to become the extrovert
1: yeah and i definitely like you were saying about how society tells us that things have to be in a certain way i Definitely what I've seen in a lot of my clients now that have their own businesses, when they were in corporate, they were much more likely to try and fit into a mold. So maybe they would be like, oh, I'm going to go out and drink with everyone at the bar on Friday because that's what everyone else is doing, Mm. that's what's expected. But deep down, if they were honest, they'd be like, I'd much rather just be at home with like a takeaway and some TV and just chilling out because that's what's going to get them feeling their best again. Mm.
0: I got a question that came just in and I had the same question. It's JC Barnett, who's currently in Kentucky. And he's asking you, can you be both? Can you be an introvert and an extrovert?
1: So there is a term called ambivert, which has become more popular now. And I've definitely seen people test at like 55% introvert, 45% extrovert. So obviously they're like really, really close to the line between the Mm -hmm. two. And I think that how you, How you present yourself in the world and how you feel at at different times obviously can change. You could be slightly more extroverted and really seek out that company or you could be slightly more introverted. But the basic definition does say that we tend to be one a lot more than the other but I I definitely think it's a scale it's definitely fluid and we'll change as we grow we change as we go through different periods of life and we change I think as we get older and start to accept ourselves a lot more Mm. a lot of people will say they're extroverted when they're younger but as they get older they say actually I, I don't think I was
0: I think I'm an ambivert I'm pretty sure I'm an ambivert I'm sure if I said that publicly, someone would
2: diagnose me with something.
1: <laughs> or arrest you.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds like it's very contextual and it can evolve as to what's happening in your life.
1: Yeah. And it's a little bit like you said about like maybe people going out to the bar on a Friday because, you know, that's what's expected or they need to blow off steam. If you think about people going away to college, like if you're an introvert, but you go to college, what's expected? Oh, you're going to have dorm parties and you're going to, you know, do all this crazy stuff and you're going to join clubs and you're going to go out and, and drink. And that's the very much, you know, the college lifestyle. And a lot of people say, when I look back, like I didn't really want to do it. It's almost like, I didn't know what else to do. It was expected. Yeah,
0: so, so they, they fit in and therefore externally they appeared to be extroverts when in actuality they were depleting their energy.
1: Yeah, 100%. So you'd say then
0: are there, uh, as a trick question, are there shy introverts? Or no, are, are there shy extroverts? That was my question.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I and, think that shyness is one of the most like, misunderstood concepts when it comes to introverts. I'm hugely introverted. I'm not shy in the slightest. I don't have any social anxiety, you may have noticed. I like I will chat to anyone. I don't have that issue. But definitely, I know extroverted people that love to be around people, they get their energy back from crowds and groups and being mm. in that whole setting. But maybe talking to new people is really, really difficult for them because they're shy.
2: Mm. Nice. Yeah. So like, I I'm, <laughs> I, 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 w- I want to get a bit of a profile, like, a, like don't name your clients. But can you share like an experience of someone that came to you that yeah. was in that space? And, and do I assume that you help them embrace the introversy and, and use it as a superpower? Yeah. Or do you help them to open up in, and step into extrovert? Like what's the... Yeah,
0: tell us about your coaching call, the last coaching call you had, oh. leaving, the, leaving the person nameless. What was the situation where that person's and their introverted nature was in competition to where they wanted to go in life?
1: Okay. So the last call that I had that was like that was a client who is a creative. A lot of my clients are creative. So they're very happy to, you know, whether they're writers or designers or Mm. artists, they're very happy, you know, being behind the screen, doing their work, creating all this beautiful art in various forms to come out into the world. But Actually, marketing, like you alluded to before, like, oh, I'm showing up on social media every day, or I've got to record something to put out to the world is more difficult for them. So no, I never, ever try to get them to be more extroverted. I do believe that they can completely lean into who they are and make that their superpower. So the last call that I had that was like this, it was really creating a strategy that they could follow again and again and again. So they weren't leaving like, oh, showing up on social media until they felt like it, understanding that it needed to be kind of a regular part of their business and taking away that decision fatigue. So they've got, you know, three-month strategy there to be like, okay, it's Tuesday. So I go to Instagram and share something about this, almost like tick, done. Now I can carry on with my creative work.
2: Hmm. Interesting. What What was that thing? You said fatigue.
1: Decision fatigue.
2: decision fatigue wow. we
1: love we love to overthink yeah. yeah introverts you know very much in our heads and think and then overthink and then think some more and mm. um i came from a corporate job where i had to make lots of decisions in a very short space of time like i'm talking thousands of decisions a day And decision fatigue is real. And I see it with entrepreneurs over and over again. If they haven't got a strategy down and they just turn up online like, oh, what should I market today? They don't market anything.
2: Wow. It's something that I've also experienced in my own journey, this uh, decision fatigue. And and I see that I actually need to tell myself for the next half an hour, I'm going to do this and just do it. Or then he calls me and says, Andy, I got a decision to make.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm fatigued. Make it for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but the decision like, am I going to invoice them this or this or how, when they're difficult, how am I going to address them when they're difficult? You know, my, my mentor, who I mention often on the show, he had a statement which uh, was, uh, for me, full of insight, and it continues to be a mantra. And I'm just going to point to Bambos and let him <laughs> say it. So, Bambos, what is it? Freedom is the absence of choice. <laughs> freedom is the absence of choice. So yeah, that's what he said. And, and it was funny at the time, you know, it, it, like statements do, you hear it once, and then it evolves. And it means more and more to you as your life gets richer. And you have and, and I really do see, as you would say, I, I don't experience a lot of decision fatigue in my own life. Because in a lot of ways, I just go back to uh, decision I made about 10 years ago around how I was going to deal with all situations in my life that were like the one I'm encountering. And that guides me in the moment. Yeah. So that's been, uh, um, and how, and I'm curious from your side, Bombos, is that similar for you in the, in the meantime, do you find that you really have that many decisions or do you see, I just do them because there's an intuition that's already active in me that I follow
2: R- right now in my life, I'm following intuition and excitement without fail. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, and it can go like not only at work, but in everything. Like uh, like a few days ago, I I'm, 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 was on a run and I'm like, wow, jump in the water. Sort of a sudden, I'm, I, I just took a dip in the canal and yeah. came out. So it, it's and, and I see the more I listen to these impulses, my yeah. life gets more exciting. Yeah. It feels I'm creating an adventure within my own bubble. Yeah. And then I come home like, yeah, badass.com.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like a
2: narrative. It's like a
0: story. The wife of Mal- the life of Walter Mitty. I bought a house in Spain last week because I just saw it on the internet and said, that's it. I got on an airplane, flew there and then bought it and then said, what the hell am I doing with my life?
1: (laughs) But I think there's really something to be said for that. And a lot of my clients, like they stop trusting themselves and their own instincts and their own intuition. And especially as we've said about society, you know, people feel like they've got to be a certain way or they've been in a job that grooms them to be a certain way that, we stop with that and we get a lot of like, oh, I should do I'll do this because I should do it or I'll make yeah. this choice because it's the safe choice. And I think that when we can start to trust ourselves, like you say, and jump in the water, like it, that can be the one thing that starts the next cascade because you're like, oh, that worked out pretty well. Like, what else yeah. can I feel into and trust?
2: I, I'm still trying to feel the like I'm an introvert and I'm an entrepreneur. And I need support, and I don't even know what that support looks like. Like, what are some of the limiting beliefs an individual might have that you might have to give them, uh, like, uh, open up their vision, broaden their vision, or take the story out?
1: I think one of the biggest ones is that they don't feel like they are expert enough to do what they're doing. And the ironic thing is they usually are overqualified and you know certifications and experience coming out of their ears but don't see it i make all of my clients when we start working together i make them write a why me list and i'm like tell me at least 15 reasons why you are the right person to help someone with with what you do and there's so much of it they don't own. One of my clients. I was um, going to
0: say, do you have them say a "why not me" right after, so you no, can compare the two? this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Always a "why me." <laughs> hey, one of my clients, for instance, and she won't mind me calling this out. She's she writes um, PR pitches for people and helps them get into the media, and she hadn't, she wasn't telling anyone that she had a master's degree in public relations. I was like do you not think that might be something worth mentioning? She's like, oh, it just seemed so normal. It didn't really you know, seem worth it. Yeah. So I see this over and over again. There's so much that they're not maybe owed in or stepping into. And always, I don't like to say imposter syndrome, but always feeling like there's something else to learn. There's something else they need to know or have achieved before they mm-hmm. can start to you know, charge for their expertise. And often as soon as I start working with them, I'm like, whoa, there are people charging twice as much that know half as much.
0: Yeah. Do you know what the difference between a professional photographer and an amateur is? No. What's the difference,
2: Bambos? One claims that they're a professional, Andy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or I would say one charges and the other one doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because we do, I say so many of the same things on shows nowadays that I don't even want to say them. I'm just going to test if Bambos has ever
2: been listening all this time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, whether he's like what you've never said that before you've never
2: said that one before <laughs> well, I, i'm a photographer and and I, I actually started my business by learning everything on youtube mm-hmm. and at some point i was trying so many things out so and yet somebody said to me hey listen if you don't own it you're just going to stay where you are so i had to make a big leap and and today i i think i i'm i'm charging five or six times more than what i was charging when i started. Yeah. For my basic package, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a nice question. I've got a
0: question that I'd like to
2: to follow up on because I got a context for
0: this question. The question you were going to pick, by the way, just to make sure. <laughs> this question has a lot of different angles, and I'd like to discuss a few of these angles. You can you can put it on. Joe Bezar. Is that the correct Beezer. question? Beezer? do you think the world is designed for favors extroverts? And if so, is there a vision for a more equitable, inclusive world? And I'm gonna tag a second question onto this one, which is not proper, but I'm gonna do it anyways, is that would you say that females are more likely to be introverts than males? And if so, is that also something that you'd see why maybe men are having a better time of getting exposure in today's typical corporate environment
1: okay so yes definitely favors extroverts and designed for extroverts 100% potentially yes in a patriarchal society it could well be that the masculine outgoing energy as opposed to the you know more feminine chilled receiving energy that could definitely make a difference i'm not sure gender wise on the stats actually Uh how how it fits with um males and females and introversion um but i think
2: it's shifting polarity wise
1: really yeah yeah i Uh, tend to work with females but i think that's just more of the space that i'm that i'm in but i've got a lot of male friends that are introverted mm. But look, for the equitable, inclusive, the thing that sticks out to me is a few years ago, I went to Stockholm and I just popped into Starbucks to grab a coffee. And they had two very distinct areas of Starbucks. And one was like shared seating, you know, big table, the music was on, everything that you'd expect. And at the other end, there were no speakers and it was just tables with two seats or single seats along a bench. Uh-huh. And they literally could have called it the introvert area. Yeah. Because, yeah, for me, oh. when I go into some restaurants and coffee shops, it's overwhelming. It's really bustly and, and noisy. And I find it quite draining. But to be able to move away from the noise to the end where it was quiet, I was like, this is what the world needs. Everywhere needs a little introvert section.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. I just thought to myself of a a good test question for an introvert extrovert if i'm at a restaurant or a bar or something and it's packed then if there's two people coming in that don't have a place to sit and there's extra space at the table that i'm at with my wife i'll say "Hey, let's just let them sit there you know just because just out of courtesy or just just trying to look after people and my wife would be like you know no you know this is our table (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and and I was just thinking as you were speaking now, like there's a degree to which they don't really bother me. And I um and I, I think it's really beautiful if you look at not only out for yourself in the world, but for others. But it dawned on me that actually there's to some degree she does like the privacy.
1: She but would you want to get privacy. into a conversation with them or would you just be like, share our table, but stay, you know, you know what home. I pro-
0: they would probably we'd say hi and I doubt we'd have a conversation per se, but maybe something would come up and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. If I'm with my
2: wife, you think? I, th- I think you, uh, if you tune into me, I think you're, you're bound to have a talk with him. You know what? You know, you know what? You, I'm,
0: you know, I'm totally going to agree with Bambos right now. I take back what I said just the last minute ago. I would probably say, hi, nice to see. You. And then if I was attracted to them, I'd ask a question. For sure. <laughs> so thank you, Would you, you
1: invite Bambos. them on the show?
0: I usually yeah it's happened I I met some guy walking the street and I said hey you'd be great to have on the show and then I just said follow us and we'll find you online and we'll get you here so yeah that happens sometimes amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah I'll find really weird stories that I just like if someone tells me a funky story I'll be like hey would you be willing to share that on 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 the show and usually they don't even know there's a show so by the time they said yes then they get to the day when we're going to talk about the subject, and they're like, "What the hell am I doing here?" You know, that's sort of how it's it, it, how we get our guests. Like,
1: what am I signed up for? Yeah.
2: So are you, are you are you having that in your head right now? What am I doing? No, here? not no.
1: in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I kind of didn't know what I'd signed up for, but I saw that there was chaos in the title, so I thought it sounded fun.
0: Uh, just, sorry, just to follow up on the last question, if I may. Yeah. So, do you have any male clients?
1: No, I don't at the moment. No.
0: And would you say that in general, the message of introvert is just more appealing to the female? Or would you say that in general, males would ne- wouldn't necessarily label themselves that way? So what is the, the reason that you think that you're not getting male uh, clients as much?
1: I think that's more down to my own network and the way my business is marketed. I've got a couple of connections within the coaching industry who are male, who are also coaches specifically for introverts, but more marketing sales based. So I think there's a definite, there's a definite need for it there. And they've got very successful businesses. Um, I, I don't think it's to do with the client. I just think it's maybe more to do with my messaging and the people I'm connected with. Okay.
0: You're in Brit. you're in the UK, I'm a guess. Yeah. Okay. The men are kind of emotionally shut down there. So I'm sure that also has something to do with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we always, Bambos is always laughing like.
2: Drop the mic.
0: He's going to say, Andy, <laughs> by the end of our show, there's going to be no one you haven't fended. That, that's going to leave us.
2: <laughs> yeah. When I shared earlier that the I find that the there's the feminine is stepping up nowadays. Mm. I, I mean, there's another extreme, and I would say that there's the feminist movement, and then there's another kind of feminine which honors the femininity mm-hmm. and and the gifts of the of the feminine, as the fullness. Like I, I, we had a business coach here, Nicole Costeros, and she's very much about uh, making money, but using the qualities of the feminine, which are very intuitive and flow and surrender. And, and really going in inside and releasing any blockages, as opposed to a male coach who will be like, let's penetrate the fuck out of this project and, and make a lot of money. And- yeah,
1: and I think there's a lot to be said for that. I've seen a lot of people online, and they do go for the whole bro marketing, and it's, you know, figures and get in front of as many people as you can and conversion rates and, and all of that, and then wonder why it's just not working for them because they're in this like masculine hustle energy all of the yeah. time. And and it's amazing once they step back and maybe just you know tweak their strategy a little bit or even work less in some cases, you know, when people yeah. are like, oh, I'm putting in all the hours. And it's like, well, you know, take a weekend off. It's amazing how they suddenly sell something or make some progress when they've stepped back and are mm-hmm. much more in that I guess say feminine energy but it's not all about like divine goddess and and whatever but it's about receiving rather than being in that do 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 all the time.
0: Yeah. I want to know how you identify with the divine goddess.
1: Is that for me or for him?
0: For you actually <laughs> I might ask him afterwards but for you now.
1: <laughs> so it's one of those things I I would say that I'm pretty woo. Generally, I'm pretty open to things. Woo, like spiritual.
0: Spiritual. See, because I just I want to own everything on the show. We don't just ask questions. We also want to say why we ask the question, because when Bambos was asking you the question, I thought I'm I'm curious because the languages he's using and the terms he's using are very much affiliated with what one would label woo. Mm. And I didn't see you so woo. So what was curious for me was are how you woo? woo really are you woo? And, oh, I'm uh, and, woo? and that's what I wanted to, yeah. that was my, the, the reason for my question. Sorry. Continue.
1: It's funny on my, I, my own brand and my messaging is not so much woo because a lot of the people that need the woo don't know what the woo is. So it would yeah. be pointless telling them, Hey, come and get woo. Yeah. Um, but I do it on my own podcast sometimes, and we'll dip into things like this, or like human design or manifestation. And then I find myself apologising. I'm sorry, it's getting a bit woo. And then I'm like, no, I'm not apologising. I'm gonna, I'm mm. gonna own it. Um, I, look, I don't think that. I don't think we can separate these things as much as people try. There, there's always that yin and yang. There's always the balance, like you know, introvert, extrovert. That's people are certain ways because it works with that balance in society. The same way, yeah, you've got to put work into your business, but you've also got to relax and and receive. Yeah. And the same way, we have the strategy, we've also got to have the right energetics. So I, 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 I'm I'm woo, but not not to the detriment of strategy. Mm.
2: I, I love that we're using the word woo because it feels like we're celebrating that
0: woo. part <laughs> of life. You know, you know what I don't, what, what confuses me about, let's talk about woo for a moment. And for those who are listening wondering what the hell woo is, what we're wooing about is woo would be anything that is of a spiritual nature, which feels intangible, which feels like it's mystic possibly. Fluffy fluffy so that 's what woo means in this context the The thing that i 've often found is that like i 'm all woo and i'm almost never presenting myself as woo so so if you if you read anything that i 've written it's basically like a a a driver's guide of how to get to Ram das but I'd never speak of Ramdas. I'd never yeah. talk about it because it's not relevant. It's not where you are today in your struggle or in what you're trying to figure out. Mm. So I'll meet you where you are and then give you a vision of how I addressed issues which led me to woo. Right. Yeah. And and so uh, and, and I've often found it curious in life is that we Yeah, Bambas, thank you.
2: I love making him feel uncomfortable when showing these are books. the
0: two books, third book coming out this year.
2: I think it'll be done this year. We don't know if the end of out. the year.
0: Um, but the the point being is that in a weird, funny way is that this exterior, the mask we put on is for what the other individual can engage with. Yeah. And, and then, and then the rabbit hole behind us goes almost as deep as I'm capable of giving you an experience and you're willing to go. It's a bit of both because you may be willing to go really far and I can't, support you in that deep journey or vice versa. I may, you know, you know, you may not be able to, and I might have a deep reservoir you could have dipped into if you were able and willing and showing that your 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 uh desire in that sense. Yeah.
1: And also so, yeah. like you say, if they found Ram Das and they know that's what they're looking for, they probably don't need you for that part of their journey. They're already there.
0: Yeah, but you know what's funny is if they found Ram Das. Even then I've noticed I had I had this really beautiful moment. It was one of the 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 uh, we may have spoken about it. I'm not sure. Um, so I, I put my book up to a competition. The first book I wrote mm-hmm. and it, an editor who reads book for the competition read it and and she uh, she was so touched by the book that she contacted me I- I- directly afterwards, which she had never done before. And she had to get approval from the competition because the, basically it's like, hey, you don't stalk the authors. But she said, no, I really <laughs> wanted to talk, which is flattering. Like I yeah. can't tell you. In fact, until that one moment, my wife did not believe that uh, that the writing was all that good. You know, she's like, oh, you cute. You wrote a book. But she's like, wow. And uh, someone who judges competitions wants to talk to you. So uh so we have this talk and she flies to Amsterdam and we meet. So we have this moment with this person who knows a lot about my life because I'm very vulnerable. And then she told me that she had read a lot of the 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 Ram Dassas of the world and the uh what's his Nisegata, like all, all the names that one knows in that that field. And she said, what what happened was she said, I could never really understand them. But when I read yours, theirs made sense. So it was almost like she was jumping too far ahead. And what her ability to make sense of because the languaging wasn't close enough to where she was to take the next step. So I do think there are steps that we need to take. And if we shortcut it, without having the interface, the, the person at this moment who can help us, mm. then, uh, then then it often doesn't work, which is why I'll send people that come to me for a t- coaching or training to other people, because I'd be like, you know what, like, you're really better suited for somebody else at this moment. I'm not the one to hold your hand now. But maybe in another time, it would be. You yeah, I've I mean,
1: done exactly the same. I've had people come and they're Brand brand new to business to the point that they've got no social media or, or nothing. And I'm like, look, there are better people that can help you get up to the stage in business where you want to be investing, you know, this much money in a coach. But for now, like, go and learn the basics and, and go and do this because otherwise, they come to a call and it's like we've got nothing to act on. So I think that's that's a big integrity piece because a lot of people will just be like, hey, yeah, a client, great, but. I think knowing and honoring who you can help the best is one of the strongest things that you can do in your business.
2: Yeah. I've got a funny question. Have you ever had a client who claimed that they were an introvert, but you discovered that they're actually extrovert, but yes. scared.
1: Yes, I have. She was like, oh, I love everything you say because I'm such an introvert. She's She was on my podcast. She was like, yeah, I'm an ambitious introvert. And then we started to work together and she did the Myers-Briggs and it came up E.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like yeah actually extra but again she was borderline it was it was very close but i can definitely see elements of both in her like she did like groups and and she liked that but she mm. also needed that alone time
0: mm. i'm going to pull a bowl along in south africa in south africa he says i do love to be with people He does, but he writes some terrible text online to provoke the world around him. So I'd like to discuss this with you after the show, And He says, I like to be with people, especially small groups, but I spend energy when I'm with them. Are people able to tell whether I'm gaining or spending energy with them when I'm with them?
1: Probably the other people that are spending energy are more likely to be a bit more emotionally intelligent and they might be able to tell. But I think the people that are taking the energy and, you know, get it all energized from you, they probably wouldn't notice because they're just getting higher and higher.
0: You know, we called the we did a show on that once that we called emotional vampires. Yes, And. And I do believe that emotional vampires, they suck you blood. They suck you dry of your blood and they don't realize how much blood they've sucked until you're spent. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've basically got all emotional vampires out of my life, uh, some years ago. And what are you
2: doing? Are you writing notes? I'm now? making what? notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Delete all emotional vampires. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh,
2: I, I, I have the same Yeah. actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and I think it's hard. It's easier for me, uh, in some ways, because uh, I've, I've I, in my my business I'll, I'll do consulting for smaller individuals. Basically, I noticed that I don't particularly like doing group work, and I don't like doing group work because I have to take responsibility for too many people in an, yeah. a, at one moment. So that draws energy away from me, and uh, and mm. and since I am kind of empathetic, kind of I am empathetic then what happens is if this person's speaking or I'm speaking with this person, I'm also sensing what's happening in the other people. So that takes a lot of energy to have that level of, it's almost in some ways, I think, you know, when they say that, uh, is it the autism where you can't filter out what's coming in?
1: Yeah. There's too much to process. It's like yeah. overstimulation. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, anyone, most of my clients are very emotionally intelligent. So yeah, empathic or highly sensitive and that's a big thing, and I think maybe even over and above the introversion, where we say about like noisy restaurants or big, big groups of people, that I certainly can start off, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, as the last comment said, then you just feel it starting to go, and it's starting to go, and it, and it is. It's just your nervous system's processed every noise every nuance every mm. you know, movement around you every word someone said the intonation behind it and suddenly you're just depleted
2: yeah that's exactly how i feel when i do my group sessions i know okay now it's clear mm. bambus
0: is doing something that we call authentic relating at the building that i that we occupy authentic uh, relating mm. and connection games and uh and and what What uh, he's seen, like I've seen, is that when you hold space for a group, then you're really sensing what's going on in yourself as you're seeing other people. It's almost like you're a mirror for them, Mm -hmm. but they're a mirror to you as well, because if they have baggage, then their baggage, in some ways, you can judge it, right, which is really easy. That's the easiest. Or you can say, what's really going on here, which throws you back to feel what's Mm. in yourself. And, And when you've done that for some time, I do see that that does, or it can, doesn't necessarily take energy away some people get energized by it uh, my mentor he actually w- would he was had a similar reaction he would ex- go into exhaustion after a training so he'd yeah. do a training for two or three days and then he'd be for a week he'd be gone he just couldn't uh he had to like decompress from the intensity of what what he created actually yeah yeah
2: i feel that yeah
1: yeah, I, I keep my groups very small. I do groups of three for my group coaching and, and no more than that. And I always make sure that I have when that group finishes, I have like a month off before I start the next yeah. group, because it's just a very different. It is just very different energetically than working one on one with people.
0: Yeah, I see. And that was we, we did a show three days ago about uh, making major life changes and, uh, and it was interesting because it also reminds me a little bit of this moment for me where I was in Ibiza and really charged environment, a lot of sexual energy, a lot of, of course, on the fringes, which I didn't experience, but a lot of drugs going on mm-hmm. and, and beauty, raw beauty. And, and I was looking with my wife saying, you know, this is really a place. And it was like, it was the extrovert side of me. You know, I could feel like this is a place where I could, I told her, I could live here and still kind of be in the world, you know, and then I could feel this charge in it. And then I went and saw another property that was on mainland Spain that was in a, it was two acres hidden in in a, behind a village that had 6,000 people in it, like a small farm. And, and then immediately I felt that, Oh shit, that's, that's the energy which connects me to me. This other energy pulls me away. This charge, the extrovert and this mm-hmm. introvert is like, so we then got that place. But but it really was more of, I, I say nowadays, I really feel like I'm preparing to die. Like, how do I want to die? I don't really think about how I want to live. I think of how I want to die. And, and and the reason why I say that isn't to be morbid, it's because that keeps me connected with this moment. Like, if this is where I am and this is what all I've got, then how do I want to go out? Where how I want to live kind of has sometimes a presumption it goes on forever, so in some ways, there's this staying connected through being close to that, like the 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 uh, the fact that this will not continue in this shape and form, and so yeah, that
2: was a little bit of the introvert move that I see. I'm I'm kind of celebrating you for two reasons. First, we should extract this piece, okay. put little background music, and and and. Put it out in the world as a YouTube. Like at my funeral, <laughs> at my
0: funeral, like have like you have like the you'll have this like is this is how I want this, to die. I, I want to <laughs> see like the ocean. I want to see a seagull, one seagull floating over the ocean, like so Right. <laughs> and
2: the second part is I, I I I mean we it's our third show since we're back, but I see that him buying the house he's been talking about it on the show quite a lot, and I see that it, he's really processing. And I'm loving it. It's like such a new thing. Normally he would talk about his mom. (laughs) And now he's talking about this. (laughs) Yeah. I'll talk about the house in Spain for the next hundred shows. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's funny. Uh. You said about how do you want to die though? Just going on a slight other tangent. Have you heard of Swedish death cleaning? No. Oh, this is amazing. So this is like Marie Kondo tidying to the next level. Uh, Okay. Yeah what they do in sweden when you get to a certain age i'm not sure what that age is but elderly you do what's called death cleaning because you know that you're going to die in the next
2: you know yeah. 30
1: years or something you what it's for is so that your relations don't have to come in and spend ages sorting out everything that you're so they tidy out and keep things to the bare minimum But it's become quite a trend. And I watched a YouTube video on it the other day. And it was a woman that is like a professional organizer. You know, she's got a massive YouTube channel all about organizing. But even she did it and said she got rid of so much stuff. And energetically, it felt great because it's like... What do you actually need to leave behind when you die? So I I just thought it was quite interesting that you mentioned that.
0: It's a great feeling because uh, there are more changes. We're looking to even sell the building that I'm in right now, and that'll happen in the next period. So I've been every day throwing stuff out. Yeah. And, And there's such a joy in getting rid of shit, you know? And we got one of our favorite listeners, Ronnie Paputoli, who comes in every so often. Bombos has to put it on immediately. What would you say introverts are emotionally self-sufficient? Or it's would his say, wife. Would you say, <laughs> no, don't give that away. But she is a beautiful woman from that picture, can't you say? Lo- and I would, didn't make it. Would you say that introverts are emotionally self-sufficient? <gasps> mm.
1: Mostly. Mostly. And I think from that is that we aren't relying, where we're not relying on other people for energy, we can close off. So we can quite happily, you know, yeah, I'll spend the weekend alone, or oh, I'm not going to leave the house and talk to anyone today. And I'm quite happy reading a book or watching Netflix or, you know, whatever the thing is that we need to recharge. But that's not to say that we don't need love or hugs, as we were discussing earlier, or or any of that. Of course, there's room for other people, and we still want those important intimate relationships. But I think We do rely less on other people to fill our cup than extroverts would, where they will go and seek energy from others.
0: So, and then we see the comment from Iris.
1: Yeah,
2: connect internal resources.
0: A question back to Ronnie Paputri. So, let's say, for instance, Ronnie is married to an ambivert. How would an introvert and an ambivert get together? Like, how would that relationship look like in terms of resources?
1: Like emotional resources. Yeah,
0: exactly. Emotional resources. We all know that she makes more money than I do. So we don't need to talk about financial resources. We're only talking about emotional here.
1: I think I think it would be the recognition on both sides that you just need something slightly different from each other. So I think it's quite difficult for a lot of introverts if they're in relationships with anything but an introvert to say, Hey, I you know, I don't want to see you this weekend without making the other person think there's something wrong with them or it means something about them because it's literally probably just them going, look, I need to recharge. Um, So, you know, whereas the ambivert might be like, Hey, let's go out, you know, come meet my friends. Let's go to the dinner party. When the introvert's saying no, they can quite often take it personally. So I just think it's understanding that it's not about you or the person or the situation. It's just someone protecting their energy. And the same way, you know, the introvert to not necessarily expect, an ambivert or extrovert to want to stay in all the time. If they don't feel like doing anything to be happy for that person to, you know, go and do what they need to do to get energized within reason.
0: Do you hear that Ronnie? Get that?
1: <laughs> I also Babe. added within reason.
0: <laughs> Babe, I want to invite guests over for the weekend for dinner. <laughs> Tell me if it's okay.
2: <laughs> um, It's very easy to project onto someone based on what you visually see. Okay. And if you're incapable of asking questions to actually see if your assumptions are right or wrong, Mm -hmm. then pretty much you might even end up alienating the other person.
0: Yeah. If you make assumptions and treat them as that without checking in. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the question or the idea? I I was just making a statement. I was just posting myself. Yeah,
2: sweet. So, in a in a way, re- respect if if you are in a relationship to respect each other's qualities and not try to change the other person, especially when it comes to this, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's about difference and and all of this with you know introverts, extroverts, ambiverts in in any. You know, place whether it's business or corporate or relationships, is that it's just a difference. It's not good or bad or right or wrong. And I, I think a lot of introverts come from this place of feeling like they've been told that they're wrong or they should want to act another way, or you know, in a relationship that they've been boring or whatever the thing is. So. Yeah, like, like you say, 100%, it's not about projecting what you expect should happen or what you want to happen. It's just about understanding that mm-hmm. someone wants a different thing and different's good.
2: Yeah. Um, when Andy coaches, he also he also often says, he'll say that he'll go into his client's home and stay with them for a week just to uh, look at how the couple they're behaving at home hmm. as well as at work and I'm wondering do do you also go into the your client's personal lives
1: so I actually certified as a life coach well yeah a long time ago about 15 years ago so that was the first kind of coaching other than in my corporate role that I, I dipped my toe into and I don't really advertise that as much now but definitely because people are entrepreneurs and their business is their life a lot of them are personal brands inevitably there's always some crossover there's always you know changes in their business affect their life or there's something they change a habit in life and then it has like a great effect on their business and vice versa so it's not something that i intentionally go into but i I don't think i've ever had a client where there's not some kind of overlap
0: but i think your question was different if
2: i understand is yeah, right? so so would you get a client? Would you go to their house and stay in their house? Oh, no, 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 no. no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, would, I, I would say more, would you get a client and like, oh, my husband is giving me trouble right now because of the way my business is evolving. And do you yeah. support that?
1: Yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah.
2: You can't not support that because in a weird way,
0: that's basically 80% of the problem some of the time. So not to support that would be almost not to be qualified to do the job, I think. you know. Mm. So in some ways, I think the the condition around the individual somehow is always going to be weird. Like, is it emotional? Is it that they don't understand business? Is it, you know, there's going to be 20 things that might limit their ability to, to proceed. And it changes obviously uh, over time. I, I think as well. Yeah. Hmm. I had another question, but now I, this question confused me so much. Now I don't know <laughs> what to do.
2: What, what would you say uh, in introverts love languages?
1: Oh, that's very interesting. Um mine is words of affirmation. Oh yeah. So ironically, from the introvert, it it's it's words. Um but I think acts of service would be a popular one based on friends of mine because I think that the actual energy of someone doing something and, and, and showing that for you.
0: So what would you say is the biggest challenge that you find an introvert's face uh, in, in trying to make a business?
1: Managing their energy or the belief that it's difficult to manage their energy.
2: Oh. How do you manage your energy?
1: I have very strict times away from technology and I'm very strict with myself about when I work. And I, I don't work evenings, for instance. So if someone wants to call in the evening, it just, it's just a hard no. <laughs> Um, And I outsource the things that I am really, really bad at, the things that make it really, really difficult for me and like technology and stuff that just blows my mind and makes me irritable and exhausted. Um, So that all of that stuff that goes elsewhere.
2: You know, as as I'm listening to as I'm listening to you uh, speak, I I, I am an introvert. Like I I can see that even though people see me as very outgoing, Mm -hmm. I can roar through life. I am an introvert uh, and I also see and en- my energy level. I'm also 44, so let's get that right. But my energy level is not as it were, used to be. Yeah. And I'll delegate things that I, that I, I just don't want to put energy into. Like mm-hmm. I'll delegate hard emails to Andy, for example, or I have a personal yeah. assistant right now and she does a lot of the things that I don't want to do and she enjoys doing. And you know how I I manage mine is I actually keep fewer
0: clients and I try to work at projects which are like have big impact, but with fewer interactions. So so I sort of will work with like more of a family office that'll have a a bigger uh, reach than what I would have. But I know by working with them, I'm impacting much bigger scale. And, and, and I don't deplete my energy. So there is a, there's a way in which I've learned how to manage it. And, and, and I'll get people asking to be clients and I'll often say no. And I'll say no because I, I value my, my free time too much. Yeah. So it's really not about saying no to you. It's like, no, I, I started to value my free time more than, you know, helping and supporting others, which took me a long, it, it took me a while to get there.
1: Yeah. And it's something that I have to look at because if I look at my schedule, sometimes I'm like, Oh, maybe I could take another two clients, but it's not just that 45 minute call per week. It's, you know, it's the rest of it. I've then got to recover from that because energetically it's going to take something out of me. I'm mm-hmm. probably going to communicate with that person in between the calls. It's so it's really, I think honoring that when yeah. it's energetics, like what, what space do I need? What space do I need to recover from everything so that I can show up as well as possible for the clients I've got?
0: Yeah. That's the feeling. I always feel like it's not, I'm not taking the time only for me. I'm taking the time to make sure that I'm valuable to the clients. Me time is really key. Yeah. Yeah. Really key. Yeah, yeah. I lost, I lost 10 kilos since the start of this year mm, and it well was done. really interesting because I focused on me and my body and my well being, and everything else started to go more effortlessly yeah. than when I was trying to do or make stuff. So it's really, it was maybe counterintuitive that just focusing on walking, you know, today will be like, I think 150 days straight. I've walked over 10,000 steps. Yeah. So I think I'll actually go through the whole year if I can make it and walk over 10,000 steps on each of those days. And yeah. for me, that dedication has brought me more achievement. It, it also, uh, uh, feelings of, uh, of pride, I'd say, than, than doing a lot of the things I would have done before.
1: Yeah. I think when you take the activity and make it a habit, that almost defines the identity of the person that you want to be. It's not about oh, I want to be ten pounds lighter. It's often like I want to be that person that's active. I want to be the person that that walks. So I think it's easier for us to like you say step into that and find more joy in that because you're only going to get on the scales once and have lost you know ten pounds, ten kilos, whatever you know. You're going to see that have that moment once, but going out for that walk and really stepping into that, if you'll excuse the pun, you're going to feel that every day. You're going to feel great.
2: Focusing on longevity, Andy. Longevity. Longevity. I've, I've got a bowl
0: along, has written something, and I'm not sure the context, but let's say this is his wife. She always <laughs> has something to say when we are with people, but she prefers time alone more than me. I am the opposite, preferring guests, but saying less when they're there. Oh, that's fascinating.
1: Mm. It's not always about how we act or what we do. It's about how the energy is inside, how we feel from those interactions.
0: Mm. Interesting. Mm. I just want to feel into that a moment. She always has something to say when we're with people, but she prefers time alone more than me. I'm the opposite, preferring
2: guests, but staying less, saying less when they're there. Yeah. It sounds like... I have this vision of because she's with Bulelang, it it kind of gives her the strength to open up because she has someone solid to stand. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of dy- dynamic. I feel.
1: And he could be the shy extrovert we talked about that still enjoys being around people but doesn't necessarily want to say as much.
0: That, He's kind of a shit-stirer, actually. <laughs> he, likes to, like, he likes to drop a bomb and then leave the room <laughs> and just say something he knows is going to provoke everybody but he says, "But I'd say it just because I want you guys to just to be reflective, you know." So that's why we love him because he's uh, he comes with to, a
1: big spoon. He, he to
0: comes, to, yeah. Therapy. He just wants to make sure everyone keeps thinking. I hope you're doing okay,
2: Bolalong. He's been a little bit sick. He's been after a little bit, bit sick. Yeah, we hope you're feeling better, Bolalong. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Is there anything we haven't talked about that excites you? Yes, that you'd love to share before we say goodbye.
1: Well, that could be a whole other show. Um, but in terms of talking about ambitious introverts, um, no, I think that this was a, a very varied conversation. I'm really glad we got into the woo.
0: Nice. And who if someone wants to get into contact with mm-hmm. you, how would they go about doing that?
1: Uh, On Facebook, they can find me in the Ambitious Introvert Network, which is my Facebook group. Uh, I've also got the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, and they can head on over to Instagram, where I'm at Emma Lou Parks.
0: Emma, Emma Lou?
1: Emma Lou Parks.
0: So you don't, M-L-O-U.
1: Yeah. Emma Louise Parks was taken.
0: Oh, really? I know. (laughs) Who would have thought there were two hyphenated names in the world like I that? I
1: know. Like, this, this is what happens when you don't join social media until your yeah. late 30s. People have already taken your name.
0: So thank you. It <laughs> thank was great you. being with you.
1: Thanks yeah. so much. Mm,
2: I really like this show. It's fun. Yeah.
0: It's always nice taking on a topic that we have some connection to, but not really... Uh, uh, develop the uh, ideas around it per se.
2: Yeah. And then we pretend that we're specialists. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Ask questions that make it look like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's D- really. Did you
2: discover anything about yourself through this interview?
0: Um, you know, the, the section where you said, let's cut this bit out. When I heard myself speak, I really noticed that the getting this property in Spain has been uh, a, a movement towards being more of an introvert. I said it when Ronnie and I were doing it because it's a farm. You know, I'm going to spend a lot of my time working on the land and raising vegetables and we'll get animals, I'm sure, as well. And 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 that, for me, the vision of that makes me feel so grounded and connected and gives me joy. And, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, I had that or I had this place that felt active and vibrant and exciting and and i noticed that actually if i put the two next to one another yeah i saw that i was really going for the thing which made me feel like i always say more at peace with the process of just letting go of this life and and that that was important like you know where do i as crazy as it sounds if i'm on my deathbed there I feel like wow that's the place i could actually transition and i would really feel like wow this is i'm in the nature of which i came from and if i'm in the other space i'd feel like wow you know get me to this space that that was the feeling so yeah beautiful yeah beautiful
2: it's a wonderful chaos we
1: like it that